All right, here we go. A brand new ball and beer show. It's Wednesday, December 11th, and we're back again. (laughs) Who knows when we're going to record next, if we're going to be consistent again. Probably not the way things are trending, but it's good to get a little record in here. Yeah. What do you think, Ty? I think uh, there have been few and far between, but I think we're definitely going to make the most of it. Lots of stuff to discuss, uh, a lot of stuff in our wheelhouse, so definitely when we go a long period of time, we got more to talk about, so hopefully you guys enjoy this. Um, let's let's get right into Yeah, I can't remember when the last podcast was, but uh, I know we're on episode 32 here, I think, and uh, we are almost to the end of the football season, and the Bears are... Let's let's say in the hunt. Yeah. They're in the hunt. They're on, they're um, in the picture barely. Yeah. Um they got the Packers coming up this week. It's just it's been a very very weird season. They're just not that good. Mitch is is kind of coming around but and Nagy as well, but uh, you know, we got the Packers coming up this week. It's a huge game. Um if we lose, we're out of the playoffs pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's we're pretty much out now, but there's still a slim chance we're holding on to. Um what is that a 3 o'clock game? I have not looked yet. Yeah, I think it's a. Um, actually, I don't know what it is. Actually, so um, we'll check on that. But um, I, I'm just not confident. I I want to get my hopes up. 12. My heart's kind of big back in. Is it 12? 12. My heart's been back in it the last few weeks. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, I wouldn't. I'm still positive. You know, I know everybody's been throwing Mitch some shade, but you know, now that we're you know into week 15, I think Mitch is not the worst thing. We don't have a bell cow running back. We don't have a Todd, well, formerly a Todd Gurley or a Christian McCaffrey. Like, I think know. we, I think Montgomery could be. Though. Yeah, he could be, but he's he's been picking it up. But I would say it's like we don't have somebody that we can just turn and hand the ball off and say, hey, get us 100 yards. Like I was talking to one of our groups, you know, both of our guys combined, we're, we're 28th in the passing game, but we're also 28th in the run game. Yeah. So uh, Matt Nagy's not doing us any favors. I think our line is not good. So I think, you know, everybody puts the blame on Mitch because he's the second overall pick, but I think uh, it should not all fall on his shoulders. I think if we could run the ball a little bit more, I think – he, you know, and have some play action running. I think we'd be a lot better. <laughs> I think we might have a little background noise there. A little, we got a one year old screaming outside the door, but that's, that's, that's okay. A, that's new. That wouldn't have been. That no, been, yeah, that's new to the podcast. Some of the first episodes that would not have been an issue, but. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I think. But I think you're a lot higher on Mitch than a lot of Bears fans. I mean, I, I think you still you still have faith in him. Where, he, I, I mean, I I will admit I shouldn't have ever called for. I did was calling for uh, him to be benched earlier in the year, uh, but I don't I don't think he should have been benched. But one thing I will say is this: he had this is his. I think he had what was it, thirteen starts before he. Or even not even that before he came into the NFL. Yeah. So I mean, he's really young, still. really really raw yeah. still. But I mean, we're in his third year. I think you know he should be performing better than he is. I, I've definitely been a I've definitely been a Mitch Trubisky fan, um, and I've supported him probably blindly. I have come down a little bit on my you know now that the books the games are piling up. There's more film on it. Definitely not as in love and definitely not as optimistic for his future. And I can see, you know, I definitely think the Bears are going to make him be the starting quarterback through next year. But I, again, Mitch is a type of person, for me, he just doesn't seem like a leader. It seems like he's kind of a little bit shy. He's not in the, you know, not in the media like a Mahomes or Watson. And, you know, something that I was talking with some other people about, and, you know, maybe you agree or not, but I deal with a lot of injuries. 
Mitch seems like the type of guy where if anything is wrong with him, he's mentally like hesitant. He's not. He's already not a very confident person. And if he's got a bad front shoulder, even though it doesn't affect his throwing, he's got a bad front shoulder and he's got a bad hip like they say he had in the back of his mind. He might be self-doubting his, his capabilities, and you know I think the last couple of weeks he's played better, and you know maybe he's gotten used to the shoulder issue and maybe the hip issues behind him. So I definitely think he looks to me, and again I deal with injuries a lot. He seems to be the type of person if he's not at 100, percent he might self-doubt, he might you know mm-hmm. not be on top of his game. So that's something I don't want to make an excuse for him, but I definitely think that too many people is like, oh, it's his non-throwing shoulder, he should be fine. There's a whole mental aspect to injuries, and you know, I would argue though that he, his accuracy was terrible for his injury. Oh yeah, though, and sure. just, you know, throwing ducks and all that type. Of and thing. our receivers also lead to the NFL in drops, which I don't know if that's because of Mitch's passes or because our receivers aren't very good. Yeah, I did see today. Allen Robinson said he wants to be a bear for life, so they're yeah. trying to work on an extension for him. So I hope that gets done. I think he is a with the right quarterback. Uh, he is a number one right receiver in my opinion. I think I've said that on this before. But yeah. one thing that really, really pisses me off is that Nagy, I kind of understand why, but I, but it just needs to stop happening, is Tariq Cohen getting the calls for running up the middle. Yeah. I mean, it makes zero sense. The only thing that possibly it could be is, you know, to not show that he's gonna that we're going to pass every time he's in the game. But, right. I mean, he's probably up the middle, I would He's probably had 20 yards all year, if that, I would say. And it's happened more often than not. But I don't know. If we got this Packers, the the schedule now is brutal. I mean, we got the Packers, then the Chiefs, Chiefs. and then the Vikings. So, I don't know. Uh, At least we got one more week of of interesting football. Do, Do you want Mitch Trubisky to be the Bears quarterback for the entirety of next year, currently? I mean, what's the other option? Is, you know. is you you bring someone else to start over him, or you, uh, you know. who though? I mean, I don't I don't see a good option Cam out Newton. there. I I don't I'm not sure. I love Cam. Yeah, I think Mitch has got to be the quarterback through next yeah, year, and it's going to be so. a continual. He's got to prove it, and if he doesn't prove it, then that was a huge mistake. Uh, but if he proves it, and you know, again, like you said, he's doesn't I, have I, what I film, what I don't but, think is I don't think we need to destroy the team and rebuild uh, at the beginning of the year i was calling you know i was thinking we might have to just br- just blow this up and just call it you know a one-year run and that's it yeah um but we've we've bounced back from that and i, I don't think we need to go that far but the defense uh, we have been injury uh plagued plagued but i think akeem's coming back i know we lost roquan um but the defense has not been as, as good as these last probably even the games we've been winning they actually haven't been as good because but the offense has been good enough to get us the wins. I so. think I think the Packers have been winning ugly. I think the Bears are going to find a way to win. We should have beat the Packers. Really? They didn't. The Packers didn't score a touchdown really against us until I think the end. They threw a touchdown pass to Jimmy Graham. It was like we had a big party. It was like a zero-zero game for like three quarters. Yeah. It was like a field goal game forever. So I don't think the Packers are going to blow the Bears. You know, defense away. I think it's going to be close. Bears find a way to win and they keep us hanging on for another week. I I, I want to. I'll go on board with that. I hope it happens, but I can't say. A uh, little quick hit here. We're watching the President's Cup. Tiger just missed a birdie cut, birdie putt, but I think it's kind of fun that we got the President's Cup going on right now. You got nighttime golf. They're over in Australia. A uh, little winter golf. Tiger's got the got the boys ready to go. Although team captain, um, playing captain. I think his him and JT are the only ones that are up right now. So uh, you gonna watch any of this? 
Uh, I don't know if I, I probably will, just depending on what my schedule looks like. I'm going to be gone, but um, I'll probably I'll probably be watching it by from afar. I probably won't spend too much screen time, but definitely be paying attention. I love Tiger. He's been back and fully back finally, so I'm excited for uh, him to defend his Masters coming up, and I'm excited for the golf tournament. So winter golf, I'm jealous of these guys, and I'm I'm ready to get out there back out there myself. Oh, we had a little golf note. We got we got some Ryder Cup tickets. Uh, looking like we're gonna be able to go there. I think we we tried to get actual round tickets, so we got practice rounds. So maybe make a little golf trip of it. Have to pod about it. Yeah, have a golf trip pod. I definitely want. To, there's a bunch of tracks up in Wisconsin. There's been talks of a of a golf trip in this in around the Masters weekend to Indiana, or you know even if we wanted to go up there if we plays uh, a couple of rounds surrounding the Ryder Cup trip. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Any suggestions anybody has for uh, golf courses in Wisconsin, that area, uh, throw them our way. Or if you want to come with. Or if you want to come ticket. with, yeah, for sure. Um, winter meetings are going on right now. Cubs, I'm hearing mixed reactions out of the Cubs camp uh, from diff- various fans. I want to get your reaction on these couple things here. Um, actually, three three things. Ricketts are are saying apparently that the, they don't have any money to spend right now. They're wanting to cut cut payroll yeah uh, there's tri- chris bryant trade rumors and the whole thing about them for some reason coming out saying they're not extending anthony rizzo yeah. uh, i've seen mixed reactions heard mixed reactions uh, a lot of anger some saying it's the right move so what do you think yeah i mean i'm not i'm not ba- i'm not mad at all about the cubs not spending money we've 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 historically been we've thrown money at lester and and uh we threw money at you darvish and jason hayward you know we can't just keep throwing money at these players we need at some point we need to build we what got us to the world series was building prospects and having those prospects and putting pieces around them to succeed so but i thought the rickets were supposed to come in and have endless pockets well we, we do but there's also if you also pay attention there's a thing as the luxury tax and if you cross the luxury tax and you stay above the luxury tax you keep getting taxed at a higher and higher rate. So if we get, I know, back, but all these other all these other teams are doing it. Yankees, not, not, uh, they've been below the luxury tax. The Cubs have been above the luxury tax for three or four years. So if they get below it for one year, and then they can go back and they can start spending more money without getting like a thirty percent tax on anything over two hundred million or whatever the tax is. So for me, I don't expect Ricketts to be. We at some point we need to go down for a year, cut some money. I think there's some some bad contracts coming off the books. I don't think that you can continually throw money at. You can't throw bad money and at a product. So if you don't think, so I don't. You're think, telling me Yankees have not been in the luxury tax. They've had. They now have 600 million committed to two different players. They haven't been they, to the, two players. The Yankees me. tore everything down, and they had all these prospects, and they did what. So the those years did. counted towards. Okay, so they that's were below they the were luxury below. tax. That's why they're spending now. So now they're gonna. I don't know if they're team payrolls, but they're gonna start being in the, above the luxury tax, which is fine. And I think the Cub. I don't think the Cubs currently can win the World Series right now in 2020. So I think if we cut it back, we get some prospects, if we do one of these trades, you know, we've had this group together for a while and we, you know, we haven't gotten there since since we had yeah. year one. So why not send some prospects, let's get some new blood in here. I think you look at some of these teams, the, the Nationals, they let Harper walk and then they got Soto and they got some other pieces and that you now look you know they won the World Series. So um, I I think the Cubs need to not 
be the Yankees and keep throwing money. I think we need to be strategic. And if you don't, like same thing, Chris Bryant, some of these guys, they're going to go to free agency anyways because that's what Boris does. So why not now see what you can mm-hmm. get? Yeah. Get in some. We freaking gave up. We gave up Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease to get Quintana, and you can't tell me that we can't <laughs> get a haul for Bryant or for you know Wilson. So I think a good GM always has a price tag for his players, and I think Theo knows that he can't. He his legacy doesn't want to just. But be is one. that? But is that? I I don't feel. I feel like the major leagues teams are moving away from that because they did see what the Cubs did. They do see what the Yankees Astro, are doing. The Astros. The Astros. They're not trading. They're not giving tough. up these players because they have, they're have. they just throwing money at the guys now. Like right. the, you're seeing with the Cole deal, the Harper deal, the Trout deal. Yeah, I think, I think you know, you have to be very the Strasburg getting an insane deal. Yeah. I mean, I mean some, of these, some of these players are in demand. I know third base is a position where a lot of teams are looking to upgrade, and Chris Bryan is a third base outfielder, and I would hate to lose him. I would, he would be the one guy I'd want to extend over Javi and Wilson and Rizzo and over any of them. I'd want to extend him. But currently he could also, you know, if he brings a King's Ransom, he brings you two top oh, 15 yeah, prospects. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would, but yeah. I don't see that happening. I just don't yeah, see it's, it's, doing It's that. crazy. I think, you know, same thing. Theo traded Glebar to get... Theo traded Eloy to get Quintana. Those moves half year rental. Yeah. I mean, it got you a World Series. Yeah, it's a World Series. You Quintana, could say but... Quintana didn't, but no. You know, some of these prospects. You know, the the amount of stuff if they pan out. Sometimes these trades just in the long run are, are hugely that you get a cornerstone. You know, prospect that you don't even know about in some yeah. of these deals. So we'll yeah, see. A lot going on, and I mean, it, Cubs Cubs are in an interesting position right now. I think. You know, the fans are, are getting used to winning, and if they're seeing kind of all this, like, back and forth, the Ricketts saying they don't have money, a lot of them, I didn't really understand that luxury tax thing. So if that's true, I mean, I believe you. But um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting offseason the rest of the way. I, the Cardinals are quiet as always. They're talking to them. They've gotten involved in uh, – they quietly got involved in the cold deal. I mean, they probably tried to throw pennies at it, but – um, involved in the Bumgarner deal, but I think he's going to get a shit ton of money now because of all that. I mean, w- people are going to overpay for him. So I don't know what the Cardinals are going to do. It's been quiet. Hopefully something happens this week, you know, to make he, some do, moves. Do the but... Cardinals get Ozuna back or is he gone? No, I think he's gone probably. I mean, we got an abundance of bats in the outfield. Anthony Rendon seems like a Cardinal type of guy. I would take him for sure, but I don't know. I, I, I don't see... It's just tough. I don't with this management, the what they've done the last few years, and the way that money's being thrown around right now. I just don't see anything happening. They're going to try to win from within again, even though we need we have to have a bat to replace Ozuna at least. Well, you guys got two bit really good prospects. Nolan Gorman is coming up, and, yeah. you, and you guys got Dylan another, Carlson. Yeah, you got a couple of prospects that are supposed to be great bats. Lane Thomas, you know that's why I'm saying outfield, but you know I. They've got Carp on a new program. He did all kinds of testing. See why he kept fluctuating weight last year and his health wasn't great. Supposedly they've found a way to fix that and he's going to come back next year kind of as the old Carp. He's going to dangle that golf cart in front of him and he'll hit 40 home runs. (laughs) True, but so there's really not a lot to talk about Cardinals-wise. So let's let's move on to the um, more recent topics. Let's just dive a little bit into Illinois football. what a year we're going bowling. Yeah, I mean, sure. I didn't see that coming. Uh, there, there was a possibility if we would have won some of those early games, not blown them. Nebraska, Eastern Michigan, we could have been won eight games, eight nine games this mm-hmm. year. Uh, but anyways, the Red Box North, Bowl, Northwestern, Northwestern, yeah, the Red Box Bowl out in uh, California. That's going to be a, basically a home home game. That's 
for Cal, but that stadium's going to be empty. It's a massive stadium, and yeah. no one's going to be there. But Brasky's going to be there. Is he going, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I he, love it. Him and my Uncle Gary used to go to all the bowl games back in the 80s, and you know, I think uh, him and the blocks are going to be going. Wow, rumor, that's rumor great. To be going out there, so should be a good trip. I think, you know, same thing. It'll be it's it's a good bowl game. Cal's gonna have their fans there. Illinois's got a ton of alumni. We're all over the place, so you, know. you can really tell how important those these bowl, college bowl games are. I mean, it was awesome that we're gonna get in it, and it's great that we're playing. But we're skipping a whole week of practice just so we can go out and recruit. So yeah. uh, we're not we're we're not really too concerned about winning or losing that game. It seems like, and uh, but if we get some good recruits, stay on some stay on top of mind for some of these players, then that's fine. Yeah, well, we're talking about recruiting just real quick. I know some. You know, some of our friends have been excited about the recruits that we've gotten. Got two more than that last two days for 2021. Oh, were they 2021? I believe so. Anderson and uh, the guy that just decommitted from Mizzou and committed to us. I didn't. The defensive end. I'd have to look. Yeah, I thought they're maybe we'll have to look, but we have nine recruits coming in next year. That's pretty sad. I know there's some decent ones in there, but we need to get grad transfers. That worked out fantastic for us this year. So that that was. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't think that we could, we can, you know, I don't think we can expect that same type of grad class to come in or transfer class to come in. But we got to get more than nine people. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. You know, I feel like we're begging people to come, and you know, I think this year our new facilities making a bowl game. You know, I think things are pointing up for sure. But I, I'm just, it's hard to build a sustained program when you got people coming and going. You can't really have a culture, and you know, you don't really know what you're dealing with from year to year, and you know. I just want to see us get a, a recruiting class of like twenty-five guys with fifteen three stars, you know, four, five, four stars. What you know, we can't just rely on three or four because again, it showed like we're pretty thin once injury bug happens, and we need more guys to help us sustain those injuries. We need to build a program and not just have people oh, in I positions. Agree. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't have won the game. I mean, was, he wasn't anything special, but Brett Peters, you know, or was it Brett quarterback? Was it Brian Brandon. 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 Um, he won a lot of those games for us. Yeah. I mean, I know we got Isaiah Thomas stepping in next year, most likely. Uh, we had another. Is that? Are you sure that quarterback that just committed to was a 2021? Pretty sure. Um. Okay. Collier. Yeah, he's a uh, three-star quarterback uh, athlete. But uh, I'm trying to see class 2020. Yeah. So this new this guy coming in that just committed today, Cooper Davis, he's a three-star defensive end. Uh, flip from Missouri. I would expect a couple more flips from Missouri with yeah. their coaching issues. Yeah, so I agree though. Not, nine recruits is that's not good. We're, which we're, is probably why we're out. Still we're in the we're, we're next to last in the Big Ten for the twenty twenty. Yeah. So I think you know same thing. Taking this week off, we got to hit the trail. We got to seal the deal. There's a bunch of guys you know that you know we need to we need to flip or, or lock down, but we got to get a class of tw- at least twenty guys. Agree. All right, let's dive into this. What happened? What happened Sunday? What, Wait, was it Saturday? What happened Saturday? Saturday? Illinois, Maryland. Well, we had we we played great. I think uh, you know this is going to be something that we talk about a lot. I, I it was, can't keep happening. Yeah, it just cannot keep happening. We, we have to close these damn games out. We ha- we were winning the whole game. We peed down our leg. We mismanaged the clock. We mismanaged the last two two games we lost. Miami and Maryland. We had the ball, you know, tied. And we didn't execute. I want to disagree with you here, but I think we're going to agree on this. Brad Underwood lost us that game at the end of the game. Yeah, it was just a fact. And then he's making up some crazy thing today about what he would do differently. It's like, dude, start doing these things when it matters. Like, 
you got Felice and Io in the game. Felice with the ball in his hand. Obviously, he hasn't. He's just gonna drive. That's what he does. They double him and steal well, the ball, and then the refs screwed us there too. We got I was a gonna say foul. before we get into all that, the refs. All right, go ahead. The, the refs definitely were playing favorites to Maryland and helping oh, them give yeah. them every chance. Absolutely. And you can't when we make the turnover. They were going for the loose ball. There was two seconds left to call the foul there with two seconds left when they're 85 feet from the basket. You know, I, and and like two seconds after it happened. Yeah, they got to let that go. They they you know gave them a parade, but I also give credit to Cowan for hitting a 40 foot three well, pointer. Yeah, I mean, and, but you gotta you know you gotta deny him the ball too. He's the guy that the only guy that you gotta worry about. And Trent was four or five feet off of him. Yep. So um, going back to Brad Underwood, 100 percent agree. What I did like is. We played Miami, and that little point guard, we were hedging all the ball screens, and we were just getting toasted. Kofi couldn't stay up there with them, and they were just getting wide open looks because we were pressing hard and hedging hard up top. We go against Cowan, and our big guys stay back. We said, guards, you got to get around the screens. So I like that one. I like that we made that switch. I also like that we didn't run our same motion offense. We throw it through the high post, and we cut, and nothing ever happens with that. We actually ran some different looks, and our offense and defense was good. So I like those coaching changes. I give Brad Underwood credit for that. But two times... With the last, with the ball in in hand, or we had a chance to win the game, we had a timeout in the bank, and we don't use it. To me, I understand that he trusts his guys, but you got to call a timeout and go to your play, and we got to get, we got to be the ones going to the free throw line. And same thing when we played Miami, we we went way too late. There was two seconds left. I took charged, and we had no time to even get an offensive yeah, rebound. Right. So. You know, I know they've been working on it, but what have been working on for the past ten months? I know. Like this, we need to have options. We need to have different reads. So, some good with the coaching, with the changes, but a lot of bad. I think that the timeout after the first free throw also was a terrible move. I was watching it in real time. I think I was saying, miss the free throw. Like if you miss the free throw, you win the game. There's no way that we're going to go down the court in two seconds. Right. So that was really bad. But I, I think the guys are playing hard. I think you know some other people are saying, why did Alan Griffin not play? I wasn't unhappy with anybody in the Maryland game. There was not one person that was like, we got to get him out. Kipper played decent. Felize was playing good. I don't know whose minutes he's going to take. And one of the biggest things that that Griffin does is rebound. And we've been we're like one of the best countries in the rebounding right now. So, well, yeah, I I don't I don't think Griffin would have been a factor in that game. Although I do think we got to find a way to get him worked in there as a consistent player. Um, I think he has to get comfortable. He's kind of a mental head case i think you see it sometimes on the court when he gets pissed off about things yeah and he kind of loses focus and has talks to the ref talks to other players so which is fine i like it sometimes but i think it kind of throws him off his game and then he he gets in it and i don't think brad really likes it which you're gonna have players like that in college basketball you just gotta know how to control them you can't keep punishing these guys and costing your team so it'll be interesting we're currently sitting 40 minutes from tip against number five Michigan Uh, a lot of questions going into this game how do we bounce back from Maryland Uh, Maryland loss number uh, Michigan is an athletic team as always Um, Kofi is doing well stamina wise is much better than I thought he would do at the start of the year he's been way better than anybody could have ever oh yeah I mean he's just been a beast it's his fourth year playing basketball tell you what if I'm an NBA executive watching it I know those big type of guys aren't what the NBA is looking for he stands out on the court more than Io. Io, oh, I, yeah. I'm going to badmouth Brad Underwood. I'm also going to talk about about Io. He's been missing in games. I don't know he's out there. He's not taking over. He's not being assertive. If you want to go pro, and we haven't even talked about Adam Miller, and we need Io to go pro to get Adam Miller, 
He's got to start doing something. He's got to put the team on his back. I don't know what he's waiting on, but he needs to shoot some threes. He needs to attack the basket and make plays for other people. I don't see Io really driving, making reads, and we're not putting the ball in his hand and giving him a ball screen. He's not, and, and, he's and not aggressive something. enough. Yeah, the this, only time he scores is in transition. Yeah, and which he's awesome at. Right. Everyone's if and when he does try to make an aggressive move, it usually turns out well. He, right. He's athletic. He's got good he's body been control. Some mid-range sh- jump shots, yeah. which is great. But the but. tonight has to Michigan game has to be his come. Out, That's what I thought against game. Maryland. I said I was going to go for thirty-five. And he scored to. nine. I mean, if if he has aspirations of going high in the NBA draft or going to the NBA draft at all, he has to step up. I, I also say the other person I, I I have bad mouth previously and said I don't think he's going to take steps. Trent, when he shoots the ball, I feel like it's going in every time. I love Trent. Yeah, yeah. he's he's definitely come back from his down year last year. He's proven that he's uh, the player we thought he was going to be. Uh, he hustles all the time. A player I will. I'm not going to badmouth him, but he's definitely downgraded from last year. Just is Georgie, and I, just because I don't think he's figured out how to play with Kofi yet. He because Georgie's best game is under the basket. Right. I mean, on offense, he can his post moves are in, un, insane. But how do we get both them the ball when they're playing? The other together? thing is, is, is his IQ. His, so a lot of times he's smart IQ, high IQ. Couple times he's had low IQ. We win the Maryland game. He, Georgie gets a huge offensive rebound, and instead of turning around and kicking out to Trent, he holds on to it. Yes. He lets somebody Agreed. tie. He yeah, lets somebody time up. So that was a low. Uh, like he just had a couple of mental lapses where you know last year we had very low expectations, and I still love him. He's going to be a great four-year Illinois player. So I don't want to badmouth him too much. He's no, still yeah. learning to play with Kofi. But same thing too. Another thing is. We went to Georgie when we had the ball, and he he took a bad shot late. There was maybe under a minute or a minute and a half left, and we were up three, and he airballs a left hook all the way over the basket. Yeah. <laughs> and if he makes that or gets fouled or he kicks it out, we get a better shot, we win the game. So, again, I know we probably we probably drew it up to him. He has a little bit low IQ, but he's also kind of been pressing sometimes when he gets the ball in the post and Kofi's out. I think we're telling him he needs to be assertive, but he also needs to make sure he's making the right read and kick it out when other people are open. I know we probably shouldn't complain this much about you know losing to even though last night Maryland lost to Penn State, but losing to the number three team in the country by one point. But as an Illinois fan, you just get tired of this. We come well, so close. We come so close. They played hard. They did play hard, but stupid little things that aren't putting us over the edge. Got to win. Got to learn to win. And last year was a terrible year. We won twelve games or whatever, and we brought everybody back. And you know, we added. We lost Aaron and whoever else, but we only added Kofi. And these guys still have not learned how to win yet. So you know, do I, you like that starting lineup that we went with? I think that's got to be our starting. Demonte. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I don't think we play well in the three guard thing with Trent, Felice, and Io in the game at the same I, time. I don't like that combination. I, I've been saying I love our bigs. I love Io and Trent. Felice is fine. Demonte's been okay, but we need that like six seven like slash wing. Tevian Jones, we need you to step up. I know it's probably going to be hard in a big game. You know, we haven't seen you in forever. I'm excited to see what he has. Everybody, you think he hits the floor tonight? I think he's going to get out there. Okay. Depends how the game goes. If we're dominant, if we're dominating, we might might not, or maybe we do dabble. But you know, we're going to go into it in desperation, or if we're up, if it's a close game, I don't expect to see him, um, just because you don't know what you're going to get. And yeah. like people are like, oh, he's one of our best players. He shows flashes, but he also had some lapses in defense last year. He took some bad shots, and you know, everybody remembers the good. But there's, I love. I love his upside, but I don't know if I can trust him in a game like this until I, you know, maybe he's been tearing it up at practice. And if so, yeah, you can be confident and play him. But we do need like a 6'8 rim attacker, somebody that's going to drive. I mean, at some point, he's got to get some game rep. 
you know, if he's going to play, he's well, got to get in the game. I mean, he's going to well, be rusty, but it, it might be after him. this because I think we have a, a non-conference break again where we play a few a few teams that, that we played Old Dominion and Missouri and some other teams coming up. So maybe we've, we got Old Dominion in between Missouri in between. Yeah, we play them I think on Saturday. Okay, so maybe he's going to get some games in there and then be back for the Big Ten stretch. But it all depends on how he's been playing in practice. If he's been great, yeah, and they're confident, let's play him. But we got to have better X's and O's execution, especially late in the games. Yeah, I agree. Um, you got anything else on Illinois tonight against Michigan? Uh, you know, number five. We're actually favored in the game, shockingly. Well, the home team is undefeated in the Big Ten, so I have my hopes up. You know, what do you think the crowd's going to be like? I hope it's not the bunch of the you know people that are half asleep at eight o'clock at night and can't even stay out past nine o'clock. But I saw on Twitter they're trying to have an orange out tonight, so cool. I don't know. We'll, well see. Well, that, that's what they said. They want all the home games to be orange again. Yeah. Everybody's supposed to start wearing orange again. But uh, what do I think about tonight? Well, like I said, I'm 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 prepared to be disappointed because the <laughs> Illinois played so well and they got my hopes up. I just hope that they play. I don't think again we've been in every single game and we've lost by one or a last second shot. We haven't played a full game. We've played two great halves out of four halves. If we play a great game, we're, we could beat them by 20. We could win. We could be in the Wake Forest, you know, yeah. Illinois. The Illinois runs away. I would love to see that happen. I think we have the skill to do it. And now I think Brad Underwood says that we're paying attention to scouting report and defense. And, you know, he says that we've been practicing better and stuff. But I got to see it. I think we have the potential to, to run them out of the gym. But I also think I'm prepared for, for – uh, Michigan to come in and impose our will after a tough loss. It's going to tell us a lot about our team. If we come out dreary and hang on our heads, typical Illinois, but if we come out with a point to prove and we know we can play with everybody, we might smoke them. Yeah, I agree. No, I don't have anything to add to that. I think you put it put it well. Let's talk a little bit about uh, our new favorite brewery or one of our new favorite breweries here. Uh, we got a beer from Riverlands Brewing out of uh, St. Charles. St. Charles. Um, I've tr- wanted to get up to this brewery. I know, Ty, you've been there twice Twice now. Um, this place just puts out good beer after good beer after good beer. Um, it's up there with Hot Butcher for me now. I, I would probably say this is Mars, outs- Hot, Butcher. Mars Hot Butcher. Uh, phase 3 is another new one that we'll talk about a little bit, but... Um, Hot Butcher still pull, puts out some of my favorite beers, especially some of their uh, rare releases. But every Riverlands I've had, I've loved. This might be my favorite brewery. Yeah. So it's uh, it's really co- going up there for me. And, they, they and once a, I get there, probably see it. I think it'll probably they, not. Get they got a there. bunch of hazies and New England styles. That's right in our alley. They also yeah. had a Prism. I think it was a Prism series of sour beers that were freaking great. Uh, I know they have a couple of stouts, so. The beers that they're putting out, like stouts, you know, the mm-hmm. sours that aren't super crazy, that are, you know, tasting tasting good. These these New Englands, they had like six of them when we were up there. So, you know, when we went, I think they had about twenty, maybe twenty five beers on tap, which is a bunch. Wow, uh, it's a brand new brand new uh, brewery uh, this year. Uh, so the facility is very nice, clean, well lit. Um, I can't, if you live in the Chicagoland area, highly recommend you go over to the St. Charles to Riverlands and uh, try their beers. It's really, really good. I don't think you can get these at Benny's, but if you have a local, if you're in the Chicagoland area and you have a local uh, liquor store near you and they carry some decent craft beers, I, you know, ask them about it. Yeah, I think they're, I'm not sure. I think their shipments, their deliveries are usually on Thursdays as well. Uh, same as Hot Butcher, but I, I'm not sure about that. I'll, I can get to try to find that information, though, but I'm pretty sure that's when I usually see them. Um, so today we got the uh, Gilded King. 
It's a New England IPA, one of our, our favorite uh, style of beer, 6.8%. Um, it is a very good beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been sipping on it here through this podcast, and I'm going to take another sip here to see if I can get... Uh, get uh, my my thing my uh, score but it's a uh, description is it's hopped with eldorado and citra uh gilded king is dripping with hop riches expect hop aromas and flavors such as orange citrus tropical fruits and candied watermelon that are a fit for royalty so you definitely do get that fruit flavor in there that smell um you know one thing we noticed that we actually went to another brewery on workforce. friday workforce that's uh, really close to where we lived in Plainfield, um, and we noticed like the aroma on a couple of different right beers away. were so different, and we liked the taste of both of them, but the the, the smell like kind of turned you off at the start. And when you smell this one, you're just ready to drink it. I yeah. mean, it smells great. You got your you know your normal New England smell, but you you do get some of those fruity aromas for sure. Refreshing. Um, I've almost had my whole my whole part drank, so. Um, but I'm ready to give this a score, and it is a four point five. It's a four point five, one of my highest scores I think I've ever given. I got I got the scores up. This would be your uh, third. This would be your fifth. Four, uh, no, fifth highest score. You've had a few four sixes and a four seven. I I feel like we got to get tougher with our gradings. But maybe this is just one that I can't be too tough with because it's right in my wheelhouse. So it's so light too for six point eight percent. I mean, you could drink this all day. There you go. There's my all day beer. Yeah. Um, you said four, four, five. five. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm right there with you. I'm gonna go four, three, and it's all day beer for me. Uh, love all these uh, beers from Riverland. So check them out. This is the Gilded King. Um, can't say enough good things about them. I really wish we could find time to do these beer reviews at breweries, yeah. <laughs> but we can't hardly find time to podcast, but um, we did go to Workforce Brewery on Friday. It's a uh, it's a small brewery, um, Tap House. They had a pizza uh, food truck outside. It looked real good. We didn't try any, but if you're ever in Plainfield, try to get there. It's a cool little vibe. They have live music um, on Saturdays, usually some Fridays. SantaCon's so, coming up too, probably this weekend or this next. weekend. Yeah, I'm gonna be out of town. So if you're if you want a fun uh, holiday experience downtown Plainfield, they do SantaCon bar crawl, and uh, they definitely stop at um, uh, uh, Workforce is one of the stops. So uh, one other beer, uh, one other brewery that if you see some beers out and about that you might want to try, we'll probably review some in the near future. Phase three. Um, What's their story again? So the story goes, more brewing in Chicago is a lot of people's yeah. favorite breweries. But apparently there was a, a split up between some of the big brew guys. That's right. They had like phase one and phase two, but the one guy wanted to wanted to expand and, and do some more things. And the other guy said, no, let's keep what we got. So the other the one guy left and started his own brewery, and he started calling it Phase Three. So in addition to the Riverlands, the Phase Three is being distributed. And you know, on when I talked to my beer guy, he's very excited about you know the Phase Three, and he you know he kind of thinks like one, there's some of his prized possession beers when they come in, and he's always posting about them. Mm-hmm. So Riverlands and Phase Three, um, I would recommend you guys to check both of them out. I've had several beers from Phase Three, and they they all are good. They have yeah. some different milkshakes and hazies and. You know, just some really good, uh, good refreshing beers to get you through the the winter time. Got a uh, 2018 Bourbon County 
uh, chilling right now for the Illinois game Ooh. that we can, we can enjoy. We're gonna, we're gonna be enjoying after this podcast. Um, there, if you haven't seen the new Bourbon County line is out. Um, they have a lot of different varieties. It's, I'm sure it's hard to find, but if you can stumble across some, get them. I haven't tried any yet, but uh, definitely going to be trying those. So, uh, real quick, we have thrown before we get into our 5 a.m. Uh, uh, section here, 5 a.m. league section. We've been talking a little bit about do a little bit of rebranding of the old ball and beer show. Uh, there's about a million and two sports podcasts out there. So we know, it, you know, you, our friends like getting our takes, but uh, we might do some other types of things about, you know, talking more about uh, the suburban living, you know, <laughs> kind of getting into more interesting topics and things like, we'll still talk our favorite sports teams, obviously Illinois Bears, Cardinals, Cubs, when it's, when it's relevant, things like that. Um uh, but if you if you would give us some topics that you might want to hear about, you know, yeah. uh, it would be great if you could uh, participate. Um, we would talk about having you know some re- recurring guests, bringing on some, building some other personalities into the old show, and um, you know talking more about things like our five AM basketball leagues, things like that that we get good feedback on. Uh, it's sure. not just boring talk that you'll hear every day on the radio or any other podcast. So, anyways, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, we want we want we want as many participants as we can. Yeah, I think it'd be I know, make it more interesting. Yeah, it's tough for us to do when we're going pretty spotty, but I know some people lo- like to listen and. I think uh, we got some some jokers amongst the crew that listen. I think it would be, you know, lighten the show up, and I yeah. think we could have some some uh, some laughs along the way for sure. All right, Ty. Well, we can't be very biased in this uh, this little section because uh, we got a championship game to win this Friday. Yeah. Uh, Ty and I's team. We uh, I think during the regular season we didn't get the bye because I think. One game we had our full team. Yeah, one or two. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we still, I think, we're third place in the league. But um, we've made it to the championship. We knocked off Bears team. Uh, a little chippy game there, especially our third game. We came out sh- shooting very poorly. Um, played really bad that first game. They handled us pretty easily. Uh, but then we fought back and we took the next two games. So we're on to the championship this Friday. Uh, we play... Um, Chris Drennan's team, and Chris Pat Drennan, Haley. yeah, the and also uh, Ryan Davis. supposedly four four or five, five straight championship winner Ryan Davis. Yeah, so I say if Davis, if you're listening, if you beat us on Friday, you're an automatic captain for next year. You've ridden enough coattails. You got to you got to be the A line <laughs> player. You got to select his own team, huh? You got to select your own team if you if you win five or six uh, championships in a row. Well, smack talk there says riding <laughs> coattails to the championships. I love it. So. We're, Hey, We're, uh, coming out hot. The, the other thing is Davis played with him for years. He's always been a person that playoffs pick up. We start at five. He shows up at five thirty. Ever since we've had the, the the podcast, one he always wants us to record the podcast. But two, since we've recorded this, he's been a little bit more chirpy on his emails. <laughs> he's been asking about coming on the podcast, and he even he showed up to watch a game. He his team was even playing. He had a bye in week the playoffs. He showed, he showed up to Thank watch. Thank God him. he did because he had to sub for yeah. uh, one of the players on the team that we were playing. They had only had four, so we were able to run five on five. But um, yeah, he he definitely gets into it. Does a little smack talking. Uh, we're gonna have a like last year. We're gonna have uh, Matt. Um, doing the uh, calling the game, so you're going to get a play-by-play of the game. Uh, we'll have that up sometime on Friday afternoon, 
Um, I believe Marcus is calling it with him and maybe one other person. We're not sure yet. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have that set up there. So uh, I know it's hard for us to talk about the championship game because we don't want to give our strategy away, but um, I think it's going to be a pretty even matchup. I have some fun facts. I was listening to the la- to last season's championship game. So first of all, of the last six documented games that Allen has kept, all six of them have went to three games. So next six of the last six of the last six championships, I went to three games. Repeat players from last uh, from the last championship game are you, uh, Davis, John Mead, and for sure Bill the janitor. Bill mm. the janitor was also in the championship game. So so people who have been in the championship game previously. We're going to see what happens. I think it's going to be some tough games. Uh, I would like to commend a lot of our team, myself, Alan, Q, and Scott. I've all been playing. Uh, we all played on Wednesday, so we knocked some rust off. We got really? some cardio in. So I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Me and Awas are struggling. So we, uh, we're we ready to roll. There's some rumors that we're going to uh, maybe have a team a team uh, um, theme for Friday. Color. We'll see. Okay. Team, team color. And then also, if you're listening to this, uh, Friday night there's going to be a social. Uh, currently, I don't think either Will or I are going to be able to make it, unfortunately, but we'll see what happens. And you know, I'm just looking forward to playing in the championship game. Uh, it's been a fun season for sure. Yeah, I'm disappointed. That's the second social I'm not going to be able to attend uh, just due to scheduling holidays. going to be out of town. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, Alan's going to send an email and let everybody know the location of that. So uh, 5 a.m. this Friday, it's game on. Wildcat Gymnasium. It's going to be a... Uh... Packed house. Packed house. So uh, we'll be back with uh, on Friday for you guys. The, anybody that's interested in listening to the game, um, it'll be probably posted on uh, Friday afternoon. So anything else, Ty? That's it. Hope you guys liked it. Uh, Call if in if you've listened or this far. Tweet us. Yeah, if you've listened this far, 773-357-7201. That's the number. Leave us a voicemail. We will put you on next time. We promise it won't be so long. Yeah. And we'll talk to you guys next time.